The Ragin' Cajuns will be a source of pride for this university, for the alumni, fans, and donors as we achieve success in the classroom, in the competitive arena, and in the community. It's about to get really fun. We're looking for dudes that will stand up. Well, Coach, let me tell you today, I'm here and I'm ready to stand up. And I challenge you, Raging Cajun Nation, to stand up with us. Stand up with us. Let's lock hand in hand and let's walk through the gates of Omaha. Hey, I love y'all boys. Let's grind every day starting today. Let's do it. Y'all ready? Alarm! Alarm! Ready! Who's your team ready? Who's your team ready? That's up! I got one thing to say right here. Cajun win! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Raging Review Podcast. Nick, Jerry, Josh, back with you for a bowl preview of the 46th Independence Bowl in Shreveport, Louisiana. Boys, thanks for joining. A little bit of a layoff. How you feeling? Almost had to reintroduce ourselves, man. <laughs> it's been too long. It has been a while, but it feels good to be back in the saddle, you know. But it is good. Hey, when you're doing it, I mean, you got to think in football season. We're talking about preparing all week, then we finally do a show, then we do a post game, and then we're doing another show in a post game, and it's a lot, especially for you, Josh. You you carry a big load, so um, so it's nice to have a few days off, kind of uh, take a mental break, and then get started again. You know, I was talking to Theo the other day, and he said, "How many?" Hours a week do you guys spend on that podcast? I was like, uh, oh, man, I don't know if I want to know the answer to that. Too many. <laughs> Too many. Jerry, what's up? What's up, guys? Uh, by the way, everybody, I'm Jerry. I know it's been a while. I uh, thought, we'd, like you said, Nick, we should reintroduce ourselves. But it was good to get a few weeks off. It was good to get a few weeks off, kind of recoup, because now we we get ready for the bowl. Um, and we kind of make a transition after the bowl. So um, it was it was good to kind of unwind a little bit, but now it's time to get to work. And now we have a full week full of activities and ready to go take on the Houston Cougars, man. Fired up for sure. Uh, very first time to go to the Independence Bowl. So that'll be fun. Haven't played Houston in a long time. Was it since the catch? I think that was the last time we played. Yeah, so Was it 2006? Yeah. 06. The yeah. old hand, the hand of Kevin Belton reached up into the heavens. Beautiful. Uh, so yeah, that'll be fun. We're going to get into the minutia of that. We're going to speak to Eric Evenson, the communications director of the Independence Bowl, here in a minute. Uh, Eric is actually in the waiting room, so I'll get through the sponsors, and then we'll start talking about the bowl game. You guys hang tight, and we'll talk about the fine partners that do business with Rage and Review. Let's start out with Gordon McKernan Injury Attorneys. Office locations in Lafayette, Alexandria, Lake Charles, Monroe, Shreveport, Zachary, Denham Springs, Gonzalez, Hammond, and home office in Baton Rouge, Go by and see the chief happiness officer, Penny the Poodle. She's actually not a poodle. She's a word that I can't pronounce, but I'm just going to stick with poodle so I don't make a fool of myself. Um, uh, you'll be glad that you did that. She's, uh, she's pretty cute. Uh, but anyway, just want to give those guys a shout out, Penny and everybody else on the team. Remember, guys, you get the G guarantee when you go with Gordon. Gordon will win your case or you don't owe a dime, not a fee, not a cost, not an expense, absolutely nothing. Gordon is on your team. Uh, Gordon's done thousands of NIL deals, assists athletes with everything from promoting their personal brands to networking within the business world. This past Tuesday, in fact, Gordon and the team, uh, his foundation that gives back, Gordon Gives, just completed their 10th annual bike giveaway. 
They gave over 425 bikes to children across the state. I think it's a cool initiative and I wanted to give a shout out about that. Uh, if you need any type of assistance with an attorney for your injuries, please call the G team toll free 888-532-1573. You can visit them at getgordon.com. Get Gordon and get it done. Like the boys at Raging Review. Also want to thank Lafayette Roofing and General Contractors, licensed and insured, locally owned, family operated. Darren Doming is a proud ULM alum and RCAF supporter. Lafayette Roofing is certified with the Better Business Bureau, where Mr. Doming serves as a board director, which I thought was pretty cool. So you know you're getting a good, honest uh, deal out of Darren and the team. Uh, if you haven't inspected your roof for damage within uh, the last couple of years with all the wild weather we've been having, make sure that you want to do that. If you notice any sagging, signs of water damage, dark spots, holes, cracked or torn shingles, large amounts of shingle granules in your gutters, persistence of rot, mold, or moisture, you want to give Darren and the team at Lafayette Roofing a call. Three different options for financing are available for your situation financially. Uh, they also offer exceptional interior and exterior painting, sheetrock services as well. Over 10,000 satisfied customers cannot be wrong. Give Darren and the crew a call today. 337-237-ROOF. 337-237-7663. Or visit lafayette-roofing.com. Guys over at Patriot Steel Group would like to thank all our CAF donors. Encourage everyone to consider giving any amount that they can to support our student athletes and their mission to promote our great university. Uh, Chris Russo has been a friend of the pod, one of our very first sponsors, in, as a matter of fact. Uh, and this is his new venture with Patriot Steel. They were founded in 2021. Founders of Patriot Steel have over 100 years of experience collectively in the oil and gas industry. Patriot Steel offers domestic ERW, or electric resistance welded, and seamless tubulars. We can provide you with quality steel anywhere in the United States, from premium alloys to carbon grade. Please contact Brandon Gallet or Reed Barbier at 337-443-9296 or visit the Patriot Steel Group LinkedIn page for more information. Thanks to all of our great sponsors who make this a reality. Before you move on. Yeah. I got a problem with the uh, the Get Gordon one, right? Uh-oh. Because okay. you said... You know, you don't owe them nothing. If we're going to be Cajuns, you got to say it the Cajun way. You will owe them Pottyan. Pottyan. Nothing. Pottyan. Do too. <laughs> <laughs> Come sa. Pottyan. So anyway, thanks everybody uh, for believing in the mission. We're going to keep doing our best to make this uh, continue to grow and get better. But without further ado, we're going to bring in Mr. Eric Evenson and start talking about this uh, very exciting Independence Bowl, the 46th edition, as I mentioned at the top. Eric, thanks for joining the Rage and Review podcast. How are you this evening, sir? What's going on, guys? I'm trying to struggle with my background here. I got a I got a Louisiana helmet over here, but it seems like every time I try to tilt to get it in the screen, I get the Houston helmet and not that one. So I'm going to do my best to get both the helmets. Anyway, just move a little bit over, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Or just take yeah, the Houston helmet down. We need yeah, that too. I mean, exactly. <laughs> you got to support both teams here, you know. We can flash it. up a sponsor it. logo, get it all flipped around, and then we can keep going. <laughs> 
But Eric, yeah, we really appreciate you joining tonight. Obviously, with a game like the Independence Bowl and it being our first trip, there are going to be lots of things that our fan base don't maybe know or, you know, without having experience. It would be, we thought it would be a great idea to get somebody on from uh, the staff to kind of coach us through this first experience. So thanks for joining. Uh, anything you'd like to know off the top? Uh, we're all ears and we're going to start getting into the questions here in just a second. Yeah, man. And no, thanks for having me. This is exciting. We're really excited to have uh, Louisiana in this game. It's uh, as you guys know, it's the only only team from this state or FBS team from this state that hasn't been in this game. So uh, it's kind of been a long time coming and we, we can't be more excited to have uh, Louisiana up here. And I uh, just think it's a great matchup between uh, you guys in Houston and it should be for a lot of fun. Uh, you know, you, you, the, uh, the occasions are going to come up here and have some fun, and then the guys from Houston are going to come up here and have some fun. So it should be a great experience uh, here in Shreveport. First question, I didn't write this one down, but who do you expect to be more rowdy? I mean, that's probably a oh, self-fulfilling prophecy. It's got to be It's got to be the Cajuns, huh? I mean, come on. That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, not, I'm not originally from this state. I've only been here for about four years now, uh, and just from my experience, I think i got to say the Cajuns. That's a very good... Uh, answer, you know, when in Rome, you know, so I appreciate you patronizing us. I'm good with it for now. Uh, I just want to let everybody know, Eric has been with the Independence Bowl for five years. This is his first year in his current capacity as the communications director. Uh, if I said that in any type of wrong way, please correct me, but I nope. think I'm good on that. I try to do, yeah, a, little, try to do a little research on the guests before we get them on, so I don't look like a buffoon. Uh, but I, I will say this, uh, you're, the very first thing I'd like to let you do is kind of brag on the sponsor. I know that uh, Radiant uh, Radiance Technologies signed on in 2020, and they're your title sponsor through 25. What's it been like working with them? Uh, has it been a great relationship? Have they given you guys the support that you need and so forth? Yeah, it's been a really good relationship, and uh, it's something unique, and not just with the Independence Bowl, but kind of all bowl games right now. It seems like a lot of those, uh, a lot of the sponsorships are shorter term deals. And, you know, you, you see a lot and we get, you know, we get made fun of a lot for having a bunch of different bowl names and, uh, you know, that you, that's kind of prominent throughout the bowl world. So to have Radiance Technologies on through 2025 and uh, they, they signed on basically the week before COVID hit. So uh, it, they've been with us through that whole experience uh, with our game getting canceled in 2020 and they actually added on a year after that. They were through 24 and said, hey, we didn't get that first game. We want to extend through 25. So they've been uh, they've been a pleasure to deal with uh, pr pretty much everything we want to do and they want to do, uh, you know, we, we, we work it out. And um, it just kind of makes sense with our bowl uh, being the Independence Bowl established to, uh, you know, in honor of the nation bicentennial. We have huge military ties here with Barksdale Air Force Base. Uh, Radiance Technologies works a lot with the Air Force, the Army, the Navy, uh, all of the defense contractors. Um, so it really just makes sense, and the tie-in makes sense. Uh, and they they they're committed to this area too, which is awesome. They actually just announced this fall that they're going to bring a uh, an office uh, of with 150 staff members here to Shreveport. So uh, really supporting our community and, and supporting this poll. So it's been really really good. Hey, Jerry, before you go, I just want to say real quick, as an Air Force vet, I really appreciate the way you guys get involved with Air Force, uh, with uh, Barksdale and all the things that you guys kind of uh, incorporate with the bowl game and the bowl experience and just, you know, everything that uh, the community does for that that installation. So I just wanted to say that. And then 
Before Jerry goes, I have one question that, I, again, I didn't write it down. I did a poor job of writing questions this time, but did you guys get any pushback on the name? No. no Louisiana pushback this time? No, no, no Louisiana pushback. So, right, good, uh, good, yeah, good. yeah. We're making all, waves, all man. Yeah, but no, the, the Air Force is, they, they're so supportive of us. And uh, that's one of the best things we do all week is we take both the teams out to Barksdale Air Force Base and give them kind of a full tour of the base. They get to see the B-52s up close, uh, get really a, a full uh, tour and uh, visit of the base. And it, it every year we hear from the teams that that's probably the best thing they do. So we're looking forward to doing that again. You know, Eric, I think one what I like as a as a classical college football fan is I love the fact that even with the new sponsorships and and you see all these different bowls and you see the time the number of times they've changed the name, it kind of takes away from the pageantry. I love the fact that you're keep you've kept the name, the Independence Bowl. It's it's one of the classical bowls, and, and I think that's great that you got that you were able to get Radiance Technologies to keep that tradition alive from a college football pageantry standpoint. Uh, with that. And this past November, uh, the Independence Bowl and the Sun Belt Conference inked a backup deal uh, through the 2026 season, which means that the Independence Bowl will now be a bowl for if, if they have, you know, not enough bowl tie-ins and vice versa, uh, Sun Belt School will be able to compete. Or if, if the tie-ins don't, uh, I think if the tie-ins don't fit into the Independence Bowl from the conference affiliations you already have, you can bring in a, a Sun Belt School. Um can you kind of explain how that how that whole process worked and 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 what were you how was the Independence Bowl able to do that? I know in the past um, there have been a few Sun Belt schools. I believe ULM being the most recent uh, in 2012, and oh yeah, Southern Miss, but they were Conference USA at the time. What does that mean to the bowl um, to get uh, a backup deal with the Sun Belt Conference? Yeah, it means a lot, and that's something that uh, we we talked to uh, Keith Gale and the people down there at the Sun Belt, and and we both just said this, this makes too much sense with the geographical footprint of the Sun Belt and of our bowl. It just made a lot of sense, uh, the fit. And so uh, especially with the Sun Belt, they're a, a, a really uh, up-and-coming conference. They've grown a lot over the, just the past few years, so it made a lot of sense. And uh, with just kind of the in general, the change in college football with the conferences, uh, we're tied in with uh, Army, BYU, the Pac-12, uh, Conference USA, and the American. And with, with all the change uh, throughout, the, throughout the conferences, it made sense to add another backup. Our backup before uh, – our only backup before was with Conference USA. Uh, and so it made sense to, you know, kind of have a plan on both sides, and the Sun Belt just made too much sense for us not to do. So, uh, you know, like this year, Army doesn't get bowl eligible. We get a Sun Belt team, and it works out – uh, that we get an in-state team with like uh, Louisiana in our game. Um, you know, I'm sure there will be uh, opportunities in the future um, with, you know, if the Pac-12 doesn't get enough bowl eligible teams or, uh, you know, same thing could happen with, you know, with BYU um, being, you know, if they don't get bowl eligible like Army. So uh, it made sense to do another backup and it just worked out really well because it just makes – you know, I've said it a couple times, but it just made too much sense not to do, I think. Yeah, definitely for travel, too. Um, you know, geographically speaking, you look at a lot of bowl games and outside of the New Year's or the New Year's Six Bowl or New Year's Day or New Year's Six Bowls, 
there's a lot of empty stadiums. And I think that's huge for, for the Independence Bowl because now you can get local schools, you know, whether it's from Louisiana, Texas, Mississippi, Alabama, and you know that you can guarantee some good travel uh, and some good fan bases that'll bring some fans and at least make the stadium look full as opposed to some of these other stadiums where you can count on the TV screen how many people are there. So that's fantastic. No, I, we're very and like you said, you know, that's that's a key for us is getting, you know, fan base, especially with, the uh, you know, with the Shreveport Airport, uh, you know, they're, it's growing, but it doesn't have as many flights as New Orleans and Houston and, you know, some of these other airports. So it's important for us to get fan bases that, yes, they can fly in, but they can also drive in. Uh, and, you know, especially with being right around Christmas, it's important to be able to get those fan bases that can drive in. And then it really is kind of best of both worlds with these two teams with, uh, Louisiana and Houston, both schools are drivable. Their fans can come in, but also both of these programs have a lot of buzz for them right now. And, you know, people watch, uh, watch Louisiana when they're on TV because of the success that they've had in the last few years here. Same with Houston. People watch Houston because of the success they've had, the games they've been in. So uh, this kind of worked out really well with you get two fan bases that can travel to the, travel to the game, but also you get two teams that people want to watch on TV, which is really good for us. No question. No question. So Eric, uh, let's talk a little bit about the leadership of the independence bowl. We know there's so many things that the independence bowl does outside of just the game. I'm sure there's all kind of events and charities and all kind of causes that the independence bowl does behind the scenes. Uh, there's also multiple layers of the foundation that runs the independence bowl. Like any other bowl, there's a board and you've got leadership. Uh, can you talk a little bit about, uh, Rob, uh, was it rubble's, uh, chairmanship? Um, just kind of talk a little bit about what he's been able to do to contribute to the bowl, as well as uh, any other names that are involved with pushing the independence bowl and promoting it uh, moving forward. Yeah. So you talked a little bit about it. The, uh, our foundation, I, I'm technically employed by the independence bowl foundation. So we're a 501 C three nonprofit and we run, you know, events all throughout the year uh, from uh, charity flag football tournaments, five uh, K and half marathon, a free youth football clinic for uh, kids here in the area. We do um, donations. We did, we donated $55,000 to local teachers here this year. So we do a lot of things in the community throughout the year. And then it culminates obviously with the bowl game, but uh, uh, Rob has been a great chairman. We have a new chairman every year. So it's a one year position. And so this was his year. And uh, we, we have a 13 person executive committee and then a board of about uh, 40 or 50 people. So uh, they kind of make all the decisions. And, you know, we have a staff, a staff of six people that runs kind of everything, uh, plus, you know, all the volunteers we have, which is uh, comes from our foundation membership. We have about 300 members that uh, basically help us out with all of our events, volunteer their time, uh, you know, treat the teams well. They'll uh, be running the hospitality rooms for the coaches, the players, and all that stuff. And, running all of our bowl week events as well. So uh, that's uh, it's a small staff, but a lot of people that chip in and do a lot of work here to help with the bowl. Uh, Rob's been great. Uh, each year it's kind of, it's kind of funny. You get to deal with different personalities being the chairman and uh, you know, some people are hands off. They say, Hey, you guys do your thing. You've been, you know, you, you guys have been doing this a while. I'll let you uh, uh, let you run the show. And then some people are more involved. Uh, Rob's been kind of a mix of both. He wants us to, you know, do what we've always done, which is run bowl games, run events. But he has been really involved. And that's been great because 
Uh, he's brought in a lot of ideas. He just texted us earlier today. He said, hey, I cleared my work schedule. If you guys need us, need me to hang signage, uh, do whatever during bowl week, anything I need to get my hands on, let me know. So he's been really involved in uh, just wanting to make this a great game. So I'm happy he got a great matchup. I'm hoping for some great weather for the game so we can uh, so we can have a good uh, good one on Friday. Yeah, I remember it snowing there a few years ago uh, watching back uh, about 10, yep. 15 years ago. That was fun. So uh, let's let's switch gears a little bit. Talk about the bowl experience. Uh, our fans, we've been in New Orleans Bowl several times. We know New Orleans. It's a quick drive. We know where to go. We know where not to go. I think that's more important uh, in the New Orleans area. But this is our first trip to Shreveport. In fact, both teams, this is their fan base's first trip for a game to Shreveport. And I guess Shreveport Bossier, right? Yep. So uh, as a fan base making our debut in your bowl game, what do we need to know about the area? Things to do? Where should we Where should we go? Where should we, we maybe avoid? Tell us about Shreveport Bossier. Yeah, so um, a, a lot of the hotels that people will be staying at are in the downtown area. Uh, th- there's a good bit to da- do in, in that area. Obviously, you have the casinos uh, in, in Shreveport and Bossier City on both sides. I think there's three on both sides. Uh, and then also right across the bridge in Bossier, there is a uh, Boardwalk Outlets Mall, which is a really cool area. Um, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit about the events that are going on there uh, with this. And then right next to there, we have uh, this really cool area called the East Bank District. It's actually the uh, the only open container area in this whole uh, shreveport Bossier area. Uh, there's a couple of uh, breweries and brew pubs. There's an axe throwing place, Bayou Axe. Uh, there's a couple of restaurants, Bojack's, Frozen Piro. Uh, Flying Heart is one of the brew pubs. They serve pizza, wings, really good food. Uh, so that's a really cool area. It's all kind of in walking distance right there. And uh, so Thursday night, the night before the game, we're going to have a, uh, a Mardi Gras preview parade that is going to start at the Boardwalk Outlets, and it's going to roll through the Boardwalk Outlets and, and through that East Bank District. That, that starts at 6.30, and then um, at 7.15, right after that, the uh, the two school marching bands will be participating in that parade, but then they'll do kind of a battle of the bands right after that. And then uh, finishing off the night, we're going to have Parish County Line uh, in that same area. There's a, a big concert uh, kind of uh, – not hall, but it, it, there's a big stage behind two of the restaurants. fits about 2,000 people back there, and Parish County Line is going to be doing a concert back there from 8 to 10. That's all on Thursday, the 22nd. Um, so it's going to be a really fun night. All of those events are free. So I know if uh, fans are wanting to come up a day early, that stuff's going to be a lot of fun. But other than that, you know, the, the, we have really good food. I, I mean, I think we have really good food. I obviously can't probably harp on the Cajun food because you guys have a little bit better of it down there. But uh, we got some great Tex-Mex up here, which is uh, is good stuff. Uh, and then, um, you know, so – a lot of good restaurants down uh, down Line Avenue. That's one of the main streets. And then also, uh, if you go down Yuri Drive, that there's a lot of stuff to do and a lot of uh, uh, you know movie theaters. If you go downtown, there's the Robinson Film Center, which is a really cool historic uh, movie theater. And um, just uh, explore that downtown area and um, and kind of that uh, East Bank area, and then you know Line Avenue. Uh, Yuri Drive. Those are those are the areas you'll you'll probably want to stick to, and that's that's the that's the most fun, I think. Yeah. And before I turn it back over to you, Josh, um, I did want to ask you, Eric, what is the address for that open container area? Because we have we literally in our first couple bowl games, 
New Orleans ran out of alcohol. Like we're talking about like Bourbon Street ran out of alcohol. So uh, just tell that open container area that you guys have over there to be prepared because the Cajuns are coming, baby. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, the East Bank District and it is on uh, 600 Barksdale Boulevard in Bossier City. So it's right across the bridge from uh, from Shreveport, kind of right on the Red River. So um, it's it's a lot of fun. It'll be a good area. And I, I, I see a question here about uh, what's Parish County Line. Um, they're a, uh, country cover band. Uh, they play some of their own songs, but they're, uh, they're from Baton Rouge. So they're a lot of fun. We had them up here in 2018 actually, and they, they were a really good time. So, uh, they're, they're a really fun band and, um, good music and, uh, you know, just kind of good party too. So it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Just slip them a note, let them know, no Garth Brooks, no, no tiger stuff. None of that. Right, it'll yeah. be a riot. It'll be a riot. We'll slip them a note. <laughs> nothing about Baton Rouge. Okay? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Absolutely oh, not. Hey, you know those Baton Rouge people. They're hard to control when you tell them that. Uh, yes, we do. We know it well. Uh, Eric, so today, I think it was this morning, we saw posted on social media some of the goodie bags for the players. And I know that over the years, these bowl games have really stepped up their game when it comes to, you know, the swag bags and the, and the gifts and things like that. Can you tell us what the players – for both teams got this year? Yeah, so the, we got them a, a bucket hat, a logoed bucket hat. Uh, we get them a matchup football. We get them a, a, a watch, which is a really cool watch uh, that has our logo, year, and all that on it. And then uh, we work with a company called Pack Sports to do the gift suite, which they give them, I think it's seven points, and they have a bunch of different items, and it's this whole, I think it's like a five-page list of items that – it, you know, each item has, you know, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven points. So you can get one big item for your seven points or a bunch of different items. So um, that's always, a, that's always a really good uh, thing for the players because a lot of them will get things for themselves, but then a lot of the players love using that for, uh, you know, it's right around Christmas. So they'll get people in their family things and, you know, they'll get their parents gifts and their, you know, their siblings gifts or friends gifts. So um, it's, it's a really good uh good thing that pack sports does and they do that for a lot of bowl games so we've been working with them for a while on that so what kind of catalog are we talking like tvs and cameras or no, they, they got t- they have tvs and cameras uh, i think there's like a i think there's a recliner on there i think that's one of the seven point ones yeah they they actually I, like i'm not kidding there's a people a lot of people get the recliner like they they'll put them on trucks and they'll just take them down to campus and they'll have a truck full of recliners like that's one of the most popular popular items they have is there a independence logo in the back no there's not an independence <laughs> logo on the back i wish there was man you got to renegotiate that contract dude. <laughs> so uh so anyway you know uh, the indie bowl is actually pretty popular for being one of the highest payouts in the country which is pretty cool i think it's 2.2 this year um so i always pay attention to the, the payouts because when you're a smaller school like us you know it, it matters a lot you know so uh 2.2 I'm, i think i'm right on that so I want to ask you about that. You know, we, we mentioned that the Independence Bowl was one of the older bowls in the country. It's actually the 11th oldest bowl in the country. I looked it up. Pretty cool. Uh, how do you guys maintain a, a payout like that? You've been one of the higher bowl uh, payouts for a while. How, how does that – I know that we talked about your sponsor at the top, but it's got to be more than that, right? I mean, if, there, if there's any extra help, is there any extra funding that we don't know about? How do you guys do that? Uh, we, no, it, it really is kind of a, a lot of it is that uh, that title sponsorship. And then 
um, we have uh, we have some other ways of um, I'm not I'll let you know I'm not I don't have all of the information on how we pay uh, you know pay the teams but uh, we have some other you know uh, it, obviously a lot of it is uh, you know the local sponsors as well the local ticket sales um, we we have uh, I, I think it's like 150 local sponsors that we have outside of Radiance Technologies so. Um, you know, we have different, uh, different ways of, uh, keeping it. And, um, you know, I think that's important to, uh, to us is, you know, to kind of, uh, you know, to, to be able to especially pay, you know, pay, uh, pay, pay a good sum to some of these, uh, you know, like Sunbelt Conference USA American. I, I think that's important, but, um, I'm not privy to, uh, to all the financial information, but uh, I think, uh, I think a good chunk of it probably comes from that, uh, that radiance check. Yeah, I think that too. I think that, you know, having a payout like that keeps you relevant over the course of several years. I think that's important. It keeps you uh, a desirable bowl, regardless of how you do it. It keeps you, it keeps, I remember when the Independence Bowl was kind of on the rocks for a while and, you know, the Independence Bowl was in trouble of not being there anymore. So, you know, kudos to everybody that stepped up in that community to make it something that they wanted to obviously keep around and they stepped up and put their money where their mouth is. So I, I think that's something to be talked about. Yeah, we, I mean, we have really good support from the local community. Like you said, uh, you know, I think any bowl to stay around for 46 years, you're going to go through a lot of ups and downs and there's going to be some, some hard times, but uh, just, it's a testament to the support from this community of, to be able to be around for 46 years. We survived a cancel game during the pandemic and, and people, you know, we gave people options of, wanting to, uh, you know, get refunds, roll over or donate. And, um, I'll tell you, we had very few people that asked for, uh, asked for a refund we had a lot of rollovers and we had a good bit of donations. So it just, you know, it, it shows what, uh, what this bowl means to this community. And, um, and, and that's kind of been passed down from, you know, grandparents to parents and now, uh, to, to the young, uh, up and coming people in this community, uh, that the bowl is really important to them. So the fact that the bowl's important to the local community and the way Shreveport has really stepped up and, and, and continued the tradition of the Independence Bowl, talk about the financial impact that the bowl game has in the Shreveport area. You know, you mentioned all of the different sights and sounds of Bowl Week and all the different places that people can go in Shreveport. You know, I've actually been to some of those places you've mentioned, and it's very impressive. Very impressive. Uh, you've got the hotels, casinos on one side of the river. You got that outlet mall on the other, and uh, split by the Red River. And it's a great tourist. It's a great tourist center, right? Um, but just talk about the financial impact that all of that has in sh- in the in the city of Shreveport, as well as the state of Louisiana. Um, do, does the Independence Bowl get any state funding, or do they get any uh, help with tourism support, any type of grants? What what kind of uh, aid? Or do you get any aid from the state of Louisiana with this uh, with this bowl game? Yeah, we do. We we uh, we work with the state and also the city, obviously. Um, and uh, it, it brings in a large financial uh, or a large economic impact to the city. It's the biggest sporting event in Northwest Louisiana in this area uh, every single year. Last year, uh, we brought in six point three five million dollars in direct and indirect spending, and then. We also see this game as kind of a three-hour commercial for the city of Shreveport and or the Shreveport-Bossier City area, uh, because this is uh, you know one of the most you know 
biggest points of exposure that the uh, the area gets on national television. Last year we had uh, 3.4 million people tune into the Independence Bowl, and you know they're all watching. You know they're all seeing Shreveport and they're seeing Bossier City. I moved here uh, four or five years ago, and the only thing I knew about Shreveport was the Independence Bowl because I you know watched it on TV growing up. So I'm kind of a uh, I I can attest to that. But when you factor in that exposure plus the direct and indirect spending, there's about a $17 million economic impact here on this area, which is, um, I don't think that can be, uh, that can be understated. So I think we kind of talked about it before. It's really the independence bowl. It's got a rich tradition of great college football. The games just always seem to be great. You can look back at, at UAB, you know, beating BYU ranked number 12 last year, Southern Miss took on Florida state. Um, the team across the basin played Notre Dame, so uh, all great games, all great turnouts. Uh, I guess talk a little bit about what it means to the committee and the staff to have two regional football teams with fan bases that that typically travel pretty well for a game. Uh, and and there's a lot looking forward for both teams. I mean, you look at, at where Houston's going next year. They're going to Big 12. We're trying to reclaim our place in the Sun Belt. So talk to me a little bit about what it means to the committee and the staff to have these two regional football teams there and also the local community. Do you expect that there's going to be a bigger turnout of local fans now that you're looking at a Louisiana team participating this year? Yeah, I think it means a lot because uh, I can't remember the last time we had this regional of a game. Usually there's, you know, maybe one regional team and then uh, a team that uh, comes from across the country or something like that, that maybe has more of a national name. You know, I'm thinking, like you said, Southern Miss, Florida State uh, or, you know, Louisiana Tech and Miami in uh, in 2019. But this year it's two regional teams. And like you said, two teams that uh, have a lot to play for in this game. Um, and I, I I think it really does uh, it is does mean a lot to both these teams. Uh, usually in and not just in the Independence Bowl, but I think if you go look at any bowl game, there's always uh, you know one team that probably doesn't want to be there as much as the other team, and you know one team's really fired up to play. I think both these teams are really fired up to play. Uh, you know, uh, Houston has uh, Clayton Tune and Nathaniel Dell. They're probably best two players playing in this game. And I think if you needed uh, needed any indication that Houston wants to come in here and play well, you, you have it there. And then, like you said, Louisiana uh, wanting to grow, you know, wanting to grow in this first year uh, under uh, coach uh, DeZormo. I mean, a bowl win would mean a lot into, you know, gaining that momentum for next year. And I think that's, uh, you see that with a lot of bowl games is teams just want, teams really want to win to go into your off season, it, uh, you know, on a high note, get some momentum going into spring ball and then really grow for next year. Um, but I think that, I think the local community from, from what I've seen and what I've heard on, you know, our social media and just talking to people around here, uh, people are really excited. It, it, people want to watch a local team. They want to watch a Louisiana team, but then, you know, they're, they're excited about the, you know, the national brand of both these teams. Um, I, I really don't think, uh, you know, I, I don't think you can understate how much, the brand of Louisiana Ragins Cajuns football has grown in the last few years with, with the great, you know, with the great seasons that they've had. Uh, I really do think that it's a brand that people, when, you know, they're flipping through their guide on TV, they're going to, they're going to turn in tune into that game because they, they'll see Louisiana and they're going to tune in. It's the same thing with Houston. So I, I think the success of the programs over the last few years 
really does make this uh, such a desirable matchup for both the local fans, uh, but then the people that are going to watch this on TV. Eric, we got a few more before we let you get out of here. We'll probably go rapid fire a little bit. I don't want to keep you too long. Very much appreciate your time. Uh, in an ideal world, do you guys have a target audience? You know, everybody kind of has they have their overhead and they have what they think they can profit out of the game or whatever, you know, business-wise, whatever. Is there a certain number that the Independence Bowl would love to get in order to cover expenses, um, cover payout, whatever? Is there a magic number? Uh, I don't think there's a magic number. Uh, if you look at our, uh, I think our average attendance the last five years has uh, has hovered around 30,000. Um, and uh, I, I don't, but I don't think there is a, uh, uh, I don't think there's a target because it, it really, you know, there's so many factors. Like last year we had, uh, we had, you know, we had a really good, uh, we, we had really good ticket sales and it turned out our attendance was 26,000 because it was rainy, it was windy and, you know, no one wanted to come to the game because, you know, it, it was, it was pretty miserable outside. So no, I don't think there's a, a, a target. Um, but you know, I, I think you could expect, you know, that, you know, around that 30,000, maybe a little bit more, I think in, uh, 2019 with Louisiana tech and Miami that we had around 34, um, which has been one of the higher numbers in the past, uh, you know, past five years. So I, I think you'll, you'll probably, I think you'll probably see something around there in that, that 30,000 range. I have a feeling we're going to push that number. I really do. I, I hope so, man. I, I think so too. I, 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 you know, I follow our social media pages and it seems like a lot of people are, you know, buying their tickets and they're, you know, saying, Hey, we're, we want to come up here. So um, I, I've been really, really happy with the, uh, you know, with the uh, feedback we've gotten so far. A lot of times when you go on, you know, we go on our Facebook after selection Sunday and, you know, it's, you know, one person's excited and then you get five people yelling at you. And, but it, it seems like it's been pretty positive this year. That's good. I can tell you from talking to people from the inside, they, uh, they're excited about the response. So I'll just say it like that. Uh, are there any new in Independence Bowl, uh, Independence Stadium updates? Anything renovated recently? Anything that, you know, maybe some breaking news that we didn't know about? Anything so, like that? Yeah, so we, uh, we just got a new field, which is pretty awesome. This will be the first game uh, played on the new turf in uh, Independence Stadium. So uh, it was – they finished – installing it i think the first week of december so no one's played on it yet well they, we've had some uh you know some some different things but this will be the first really game played on it um so we're excited about it It looks awesome and it's been uh i think the last time we replaced the turf was or the stadium replaced the turf it's a city facility but i think the last time uh it was replaced was 2010 so um we're really excited about it, it looks awesome so it's turf it's a turf surface yep it's a turf surface okay so I know, right, um, I mean, I know going to the game, um, the first question people are going to ask is, where do I park? Uh, you know, I know the stadium really isn't walking distance from the main sites in Shreveport, so they'll probably have to Uber, drive, take a cab, wherever, carpool. Um, what are, what's the parking situation like? What, what can fans expect as far as parking? Do they, can they purchase a pass? Is there paid parking, paid lights? Um, yeah, just talk a little bit about that if you can. Yeah, so uh, we have a bunch of different uh, lots. The the main one, the biggest one, is the blue lot, and uh, that'll be fifteen dollars on game day. If you go to our website now, I think it's uh, I think it's twelve if you purchase early, so you get a, a few bucks off if you do that. 
Um, but uh, yeah, but the, it's 15 bucks on game day. And then we also have some uh, some uh, premium lots that are available on our website right now, independencebowl.org slash tickets. Um, you can get it. So I think we have um, some silver, some gold, some brown, uh, as well as some white available um, on our website. And those are, our, you know, are some of our premium uh, parking lots. But we also have a, um, a shuttle that is $5. And there's two different locations. Uh, one pickup is at uh, Mall St. Vincent in Shreveport. And the other one is at uh, Pierre Bossier Mall. And those shuttles will run starting at 930 in the morning until an hour after game day. So you can park at either one of those malls and take the shuttle for 5 bucks. Uh, kids under 12 ride those shuttles for free. So um, that's a good way for a family to come. And, you know, um, it's, you know, so two parents, 10 bucks for, uh, for shuttle passes. And um, it's, it's pretty nice and easy. So, uh, and then also there's uh, there's Uber and Lyft drop-off locations at the stadium as well. So. Um, oh, speaking of that, for my fellow drinkers out there, what, how many options for Uber and Lyft? I, you know, I can't tell you the amount of times we go to bowl games or away games and there are no Ubers or it's an hour wait. What kind of options are we talking here? Yeah, I, I will say uh, on a regular day, uh, the the Uber Lyft situation is sometimes spotty, um, but around Christmas and around game day, it's usually pretty good. So um, uh, we, they there sh- that should be uh, that should be good to go. Um, if not, those shuttles are a great option as well. Uh, the, those will get you to and from if uh, if you need it. Play by play, or let's talk about the crew. Play yep. by play, Dave Neal. Uh, we have a local favorite in Deuce McAllister, who'll be the color analyst, uh, and sideline reporter will be Harry Lyles Jr. I'd say that's a pretty cool crew. Would you? Would you say that's uh, pretty satisfying? Yeah, I was I was pretty jacked up about that crew. I mean, that uh, Dave Neal is a is a big uh, big name broadcaster, so I'm excited to, to to have him in town. And then you talked about Deuce McAllister, local guy, uh, but then he also played in our game a couple times. He played in '98 and '99 for. Uh, for Ole Miss, and yeah. I, I looked it up the other day because I was doing some of my game notes. I think in the two games he played uh, in the Independence Bowl, he has like, I think he has like 450 uh, all-purpose yards and like five touchdowns. He has, I think he has two punt return touchdowns, uh, two receiving touchdowns, and I, actually, I think it's six touchdowns and two uh, two rushing touchdowns. So he kind of he kind of went off in both the Independence Bowls he played in and got two wins. So I'm excited to get him back here. And then uh, Harry Lyles, uh, excited for him too. He's he's one of the big up-and-coming kind of stars at, at ESPN. So uh, I think this is a really great crew. It's going to be uh, it's, it's gonna be fun to have them in town. And then, um, you know, not as many people know it, our, our bowl season radio crew as well. It, we have um, uh, Brian Estridge, who is the, uh, the play-by-play uh, radio guy for TCU, uh, he actually started bowl season radio, so we're excited to have him in town. And then his color will be Justin Fuente. So uh, some some really good uh, good broadcasters for the game, both TV and radio this year. So Eric, as we kind of wrap this up, uh, you you said it earlier. Volunteers really make the difference. They run the show. Without them, there would be no Independence Bowl. Uh, talk a little bit about what they do, and and now's your chance to kind of brag on them and give shout outs, uh, you know, as you feel necessary. Yeah, I mean, they basically help us with everything. We have um, we have five different committees. We have uh, hospitality, external affairs, uh, public events, special events, and game management. 
And in those committees, we have about 60 subcommittees. And each one of our events basically has their own committee chair from Fan Fest to the parade to uh, the pepper uh, to the pep rally. Um, and then, you know, hospitality, each team has a player's host. Each team has uh, coaches and administrators host. Uh, we do, uh, you know, all these, uh, all these um, teams bring in, you know, their families and you know, the kids and stuff like that. So, you know, once the teams get in town, we do three simultaneous parties. We do a kids welcome party, a coaches and administrators and wives welcome party, and then a players welcome party. All of those, you know, are, are basically run by volunteers. Uh, they'll cook for the players. Uh, they'll set up everything and, you know, help us out. And then uh, hospitality wise, uh, all of those people are volunteers that basically take a week out of their, uh, their year every year and just, you know, make sure that all the players, coaches, uh, families have a great time in Shreveport. Uh, we have a couple of days where um, we take the wives out. We call it a, a ladies day out. We take them around town um, and uh, just take them all to all, all sorts of different cool locations in town. Same with the kids. We take them to, uh, to see a movie. We take them to uh, go bowling. We take them, um, you know, just around town to, kind of give everyone a day off from uh, and, and, you know, make sure they have fun. So all of those things we do are basically run by volunteers and all of those events have chairs. So uh, those volunteers really are kind of the, the lifeline of our organization. And especially during bowl week, we could not function without them. So uh, we're really happy for, uh, for having them and everything they do. Beer in the stadium. Yay or nay? Plenty of it. Spectacular. What are the lines like? You know, honestly, I'm not sure. I, I, I've been in the press box all this time. I don't know about the beer line oh, in, in the mm-hmm. stands, but we should we should be all right. We got uh, we, we have a lot of uh, beer carts out there, so we good. should be good to go. Um, tailgating, not at the stadium. Different. Yeah. So we have um, we ha- there's the the white lot in the stadium is the main tailgating area. You can buy tailgating spaces. Uh, for the white lot, it's a grassy area, and that's our main tailgating lot. But then uh, we will have a free fan fest from 10 to 1.30 uh, out, right outside of the stadium, and there will be uh, beer carts or trucks out there. Um, it's free to get into fan fest. Uh, we'll have a DJ you know, having some fun out there. There's cornhole. Uh, ESPN events tailgate tour will be out there with some tents. Um, so we'll have food trucks and, and, uh, and drink carts out there as well. How big of an area is that? If you, if you could kind of tell us that kind of hard to put a number on it. I'm sorry. I put you on the spot there. No, it's all right. It's probably 30 or 40 parking spaces long by, you know, a a few rows. Okay. That's good enough. I I get it. Like I got a pretty good, pretty good, pretty good space. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Well, Eric, I appreciate you joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Eric Evenson. Uh, a gentleman and a scholar willing to take time out of his night to join Rage and Review and educate our fans. Eric, thanks for being here. Uh, by the way, check him out on the Eyeball podcast. Uh, yeah. Check that out a little bit, and uh, it's quality stuff. So, good, really good job, man. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. We're looking forward to uh, to having the uh, the occasions in town here. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We're, uh, we're jacked up about it. It'll be a lot of things, but fun will be at the top of the list. I can tell you that. Tell you that, look, Nick and I will be there, 66% of the broadcast team here. Jerry, unfortunately, is going out of town, so uh, he'll be holding it down from— Tune in uh, on ESPN, Jerry. There you oh, go. Oh, look, I got my spot already picked up. out.
No, I promise you. Just because I'm not going to be there doesn't mean I'm not going to watch. So. All right, Eric. Be good. We'll see you around, man. All right. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, Let me know when you get in town. We'll uh, we'll hook up. I will. All right. right, Take care. Eric Evenson. Look at these clowns on the chat. I mean, how are you supposed to do a show with this? <laughs> I can't focus, man. I'm too too many distractions with these apparently, queons. Apparently, we won a basketball game tonight, so that's a good thing. Women's cool. or men's? <laughs> Sorry. Just asking. I'm trying to be good. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, men's basketball beat uh, the rivalry out west. Apparently, seventy-five <laughs> to sixty-eight. Don't get me started, man. <laughs> they did. I mean, I'm in a good mood right now. Don't get yeah, me started. I understand. I understand. It's not a, but no, I'm glad we won. I'm glad we won. But let me get, all right, I'm going to go on a rant. I'm going on a rant. Hang on a second. Just save it for the end. All right. Let's all right. let's react to Eric. I mean, uh, okay. first of all, lots of good information. Let me, let me catch my breath. All right, we're good. By the, we're good. by the way, anybody watching, I have a list of links for everything he just talked about. I can either send it to you. I can post it in the chat. Uh, we can put it on the screen, however you guys want to do it. But everything uh, that he talked about, we have a link to. Uh, and, the, and also, there's a merchandise link. I don't know if I have it on the sheet, but there's the merchandise is actually pretty good. There's this black Cajuns uh, like thermal sweater. It's, it's pretty sick. I was, uh, I was pretty happy with it. But anyway, uh, sounds like a lot of fun. Jerry, you've been to the boardwalk? I have. I have. My, actually, so my cousin's wife, her family's from Shreveport, and we actually stayed at the hotel where the team is staying at Samstown. And um, no, I've actually been to two, yeah, two weddings up there. And we, we've hung out in that area. And it's actually a very impressive spot. Um, you know, before going up there, I, I didn't really know much about Shreveport besides the obvious. You know, I know it's up in North Louisiana and I've driven through it before. But having to stay there a few days, it was actually enjoyable. Um, it's a great place to hang out. It's a great place. If you like to gamble, you got hotel, hotels and casinos right along the both sides of the, uh, the Red River that runs right through downtown. Um, you can walk to I believe you can walk to the other side. I'm not sure if you uh, you can anymore. You might be able to uh, across the bridge. But if not, you can just drive across and it's pretty it's pretty easy to get to the boardwalk. And there's a lot of cool shops, restaurants, bars. Um, they 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 did a good job with that. I kind of wish I kind of use I forgot who it was I talked to locally, but that's when we talk about a possible boardwalk at the Vermilion, go see what they have in Shreveport and go find some land along the Vermilion and build something like that. No they, telling. You don't what, have to find it. They're developing the trapeze land. Well, do, okay, then build something like they did, yeah. and 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 do that because uh, it was very impressive. I, I was impressed. Well, I think they need to fix the Vermilion like they did the Red River first, and then we can talk about having a <laughs> boardwalk. But I will say, I will say, my best friend lives in Shreveport. Been there many times. The boardwalk. I mean, I've been there. It was 130 degrees in the afternoon in the heat of summer, but it was still nice. But I will say, I would not venture. W- walking around the downtown Shreveport area after dark. I remember the last time I was there, I went to dinner somewhere for work and, and some lady said, well, be careful. There's a guy with a machete chopping up people downtown. And this guy was just casually, some, some guy was casually walking around and chopping up people with a machete. So I'm just saying after hours, you might not want to walk around downtown. If you got somewhere to go, you could probably get in quick, but <laughs> avoid the machete guy. We don't want any incidents. Machete's an odd choice here in the in the twenty first century, My right? 
Uh, I'm the kind of person that needs to find out for myself. I'm that kind of an idiot. You would be, uh, yeah. I've been to a couple of horse races up there. I, I've never really spent a lot of time during the day um, on the river or anything like that. So I, I'm. this is going to be one of my first experiences, if not my first. Everything I've ever done down there has been at night. I can't remember if it was bad or not. I, I never felt like unsafe or anything. But then again, I might not have been in the bad part. Who knows? Uh, Fan Fest sounds good. The party at Bojo's. Bojo's, I don't know how they say it. Um, there's a, We actually have information on that for the alumni party on Thursday. Starts at 6. I'll give you all the information before we get off of here, but I have that down. So we're going to take advantage of that. The I saw the concert, the Parish Line concert in the list of events. They're like a nickel beer type of band is what I've been told by just asking people. So if you like nickel beer, if that's your jam. You they're know. great. I've heard them several times. They're, what, Parish they're, Line? Yes. They're, okay. they're a lot of fun. I will judge them solely on if they play Colin Baton Rouge. If they do, you know, they might find crack cocaine and a phone call to the police in their car. You know, I'm trying to plant drugs on them. Because Where are you getting the crack cocaine? That's what I want to hey, understand. Listen. Oh, from downtown Treeford, the hey, machete. The guy with the machete. machete. Look, for, look for the guy with the machete. He'll have it. Although, if you have a machete, you probably want to keep it more low profile if you're slinging rocks, right? It's true. It's uh, true. Uh, alumni stuff. So, we kind of made a big deal about the buses going up and promoting the buses. Obviously, we didn't promote the buses, but two buses have been totally sold out. But we didn't, Jerry. I mean, what you want me to say? We didn't promote the damn buses. We probably could have sold 17 buses. We sold two without promotion. So two buses are totally sold. There's a third bus available. It's just all about demand at this point. I am the kind of person that wants to make them do more work. So we should call them. We should get more people on board. I'm, I'm on the cusp of pulling the trigger and doing it the bus route. The only problem is, is that how are we going to do the post-game show if I ride the alumni bus? I kind of thought it might be funny to do the post game on the bus. I mean, we saw how funny it was when <laughs> you were coming back from Florida. So I can't insult the driver on this trip. You can, you yell can at the bus actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. I actually can. I won't get in trouble after. The only uh, thing is, though, we'll see you like along Interstate 40 or I 49 walking with your phone because he probably would have kicked you out by then. But, you know. Yeah, that berating was not necessary. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, but no, but you know, how, how would it be, you know, us say we win or whatever and we're getting excited and no offense to anybody watching, but you know, you got the blue hairs in front of you and I'm hollering, screaming and throwing beers all over the bus. Probably won't be great. It would be good for, for content. It'd be good for ratings. <laughs> It'd be good for content. But as far as my reputation it would be bad or good, who knows? I might do it anyway. I mean, it depends if Josh shows up or if Matt shows up. That, you know, is it man about town or is it Josh? <laughs> I'm gonna have to recover quickly after I come off the field. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get quick, you know, back into the the rhythm of things. So yeah. just Matt run some laps, run some laps up and down, do some forty yard sprints. You know, Ryan says get on the bus. I kind of, I kind of want to get on the bus, but again, there's something about the autonomy of just being able to leave when you want to. I hate waiting. Also, I want to do a good show. I don't know. I just like having my truck. It's just like a, it's like a comfortability thing. You know, it's your, it's your blankie. I like having my truck available. You know what I mean, Jerry? It's a big blankie, man. It works. It's come in handy many times. Uh, let's see. Did that alumni buses tailgate party. There's a couple of different parties. The fan fest was one of them, but we have our own and it's going to be, I guess, near wherever the bus is going to be. So in that white parking lot, 
All right. And I don't, I think you have to have a ticket for that. So if you don't have a ticket, SOL. But you can still call them, go into an Eventbrite. And again, I'll post the links before we get out of here. And I think the ticket for the tailgate party is 40 bucks. And we yeah. should probably post that on Twitter, Facebook, all that, Charles. Cost is 150 for a game ticket, a ride, and a, a, a pregame party. It's a hundred bucks. It's not a bad deal, man. Without a ticket, so it's forty dollars for the pregame. Shoot, you'd pay that more than that just in gas going back and forth. I was about to say that's gas right there. And just to let you guys know, uh, you got to check in at the alumni center at six a.m. for the bus. They leave thirty minutes later, so six thirty a.m. Friday morning is when they leave. You go up there, you watch the game. Thirty minutes later, you're packed in the bus. You're coming back, unless the Cajuns win and there's a bowl present. I mean, a trophy uh, presentation ceremony. They'll stay for that. Other than that, you got to get to the bus. So that's the other thing. I don't want to be rushed. I'm having fun. I don't want to be rushed. You know, you're you a morning person. You're, Jerry, remember when you go to church and church would be over and your mom and dad would stay in the foyer and talk for three yes. hours? Yes. And you're like, dude, you got to oh, yeah. be kidding me. I'm ready mm. to go home and watch the Saints. And it's a or, bunch of people whatever. like you don't, you've never met before, you know? Yeah. And they start talking about stuff like as a 10 year old, you have no idea. Like it's adult things, you know, stuff that we talk about now. But as a 10 year old, you're like, I want to get home and watch football. I'll you just mentioned the Saints, though. Our priests growing up, if there was a Saints game, that that mass was about 35 minutes. 30 minutes. Out yeah. No, I did finish. go to one of those. <laughs> I went to a few of those. Yeah. He would pull out the newspaper and be like, yeah, love your neighbor anyway. Oh, look at the, let's get out of here. On your <laughs> knees, stand up on your knees. Let's get out of here. Uh, let's see. So I got the links. I'll post those, but yeah, just want to let everybody know, like alumni center, 6am depart at 630 drive up there game, leaving 30 minutes later. So if you plan on going to the horseshoe or the horse races or the boardwalk, that ain't going to happen if you're taking the alumni bus, which again, eliminates options for me. I like options. You're talking yourself out of the bus. Like, yeah, yeah I, I feel say. like we started where I'm going to take the bus. And you called like, your well, truck and take the bus. You called your truck your blankie. So at this point, it's like you're like Linus on Charlie Brown. Like, yes. you, you, you gotta, you see, you see how Linus gets all jittery when he loses his blankie. You know, you, that's yeah. your blankie. Bring the truck up there, man. Just drive up there at your convenience. Well, you're going to need some experience. blankies because it's going to be cold, cold. It's going to be cold. It's going to be <laughs> safe. Huh? 37 high? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, like, uh, probably probably and you see i want to say uh around that area maybe north arkansas and more northern part of louisiana slash central to southern arkansas it's supposed to snow but you I know it Christmas is when it's Eve windy when it's windy up north louisiana it's going to be way colder oh that wind chill is probably going to be in the 20s yeah cold was the, i mean i'm not playing the game so i'm good well as long as it's sunny if it's like gloomy and cloudy with that wind chill that's when it's miserable but if it's like Football sunny and clear skies Football weather. I'm all about. I'm all about it. Okay, moving on, and I'll post the links before we get out of here. But I'll do it all at one time. Ticket sales update. So I called the people who would know, and they wouldn't give me an exact number, but they did say that the interest was what above what they expected, which is what I would tell me also if some guy was calling to find out what ticket sales were like. So, you know, take that for what it is. I do feel like there's a lot more interest lately. Last couple of days, now that they're getting the alumni stuff and they're announcing the parties, and it feels like there's more people ready to go. Uh, that's just a personal opinion, just from people I've spoken to. I can tell you personally that I'm more excited. I was always gonna, you know, we were always gonna go, but we feel like we're gonna have a good contingent. Obviously, uh, so 96 seats for two buses 
those are sold. So that's 96 people there. You know, Nick and I are two. There's 100 people there. So that's, that's a good start, right? You're going to have locals in the area. People are going to make the drive last minute. The more that we promote in this last week, people will get excited and they'll go. We got to keep posting videos like we posted a, about two hours ago of the Houston footage from that last Houston game with Cobb and Kevin Belton and all those guys and Jerry and all. Yes. Every single day. If y'all are listening, I know y'all listened the first time because this is the conversation we had literally with Terry. Do it again. Do it tomorrow. Do it the next day. Do it every day. Release something new. It doesn't even, it could be a minute long. Just keep us engaged. Keep keep the people wondering why this is important. It's a great rivalry. We have great history. They were a peer institution for a long time. This is a big game for us. Come out and win this game where we're, we got momentum. So very important. Ticket well, sales. T- ticket sales are what they are. They're good. We'll get into it in a second, Jerry. I just want to get all of the important stuff out of the way. Ticket sales are good. Go buy tickets. They're still available. Go to the Cajun Dome. Call, buy, and then go pick them up so you can avoid the absolutely ridiculous ticket master fees that I'll holler about next week. Uh, student tickets. First 200, get in free. If you have not requested, there are still a few available. I did find that out today. So there are still a few tickets for the 200, uh, the first 200 students. We need some student presence. Like, I'm getting too old for this. I can't be a student. I can't. I don't have the energy of the students. I, I'm losing it. It's going down. Nick, you know, Nick's going to be cozy probably in a premium suite. And he's not going to be a student. We can't dress up as students. Need the students out there. So maybe maybe we'll send out like a nice uh, email to the SGA and the SSO this week. Maybe that's Tell you what I can do. Tell you what. I'll scream from, from, from New Orleans. How's that? I'll scream as if I was on the rail. First of all, why are you hating on my seating choices? Just because I'm bougie. Bougie, ball. <laughs> Nick always got the good accommodations. Drinking that wine up there, you know. There you go. His little, his little, his little uh, cocktail meatball. I ain't mad at you, Nick. Do your thing, dog. Um, promotion, promotion, promotion. I don't know what I wrote that for. Promote the game. We need to promote the game more. I mean, we, we do play. We do all. play in a bowl game next week. FYI. Those I did give him a shout out for the video, so I feel like yeah. I'm being yeah. fair. Nick and I were talking about that before we came on the air. It's like this is exactly what we've been talking about, and it wasn't anything fancy. And that's not a knock. I'm just saying it didn't take a whole lot of imagination. Throw up that old video and let us all relive that. You know how many people were saying, oh, I remember that game. What a great game. What a, you know, I remember being there, all this stuff. That's how you get that emotional connection. You remember all those great memories, and then you go, you know what? I'm going to the freaking game. I'm going to the game. So, And I think, you know, I'm hoping, and I doubt we are, but I, I, I would hope that we're doing some sort of promotion to the locals in Shreveport. Because to me, I mean, get, get on that, Des on, that get note, on a radio show. You John know? John Pear, not John Pear, uh, Jean-Claude went up there a week ago and he was supposed to scout a tailgating area and apparently do a little bit of selling. Nice. That's what I was told. So if he's making the rounds, shaking hands, kissing babies, all that stuff, at least you have some sort of a presence, which I agree with you, Nick. You got to do that. It's still Louisiana. It's a bowl game. It's a little bit different. You're not going to Hammond, you know, where they have their own team and they want to promote and they want to cheer for the Lions. This is different. This is a bowl game. They want to root for a Louisiana team, like Eric said. I, I think that, look, this is a good opportunity for make some fans in that area. We, we need to re-engage the Dallas alumni base. Jerry and I talk about this all the time, but this week especially. Get that Dallas alumni base. Give them a reason to go over to Shreveport. What is it, three-hour drive from there? It's like two hours, two and a half hours. Two and a half, three it? hours? Yeah. So it's, our, it's basically mm-hmm. what we're going to drive. Get them in there. You know, treat them well. 
get them re-engaged, get them energized. Let's do it. I, I feel like uh, you know we, this is a good opportunity. Regardless of how you think about a six and six season, this is a good opportunity. Joel, Cajun Nation, my wife delivered our first child yesterday morning. One more young Raging Cajun club member. Congratulations, Congrats Joel. Congrats to the B.O. family. Welcome to fatherhood. Baby Oliver. See, Going to win us a bowl game for baby Oliver. That's see, right. See, Joel and, and his family are taking my, my route. If we can't go and find Cajun fans, we'll just make them. Just make well, them. We, look, hey, Allie, Allie bleeds red. Red and white. So, we all and if you here. have I mean, a if you have a kid nine no months, Josh, we'll know we won the game. <laughs> wait, wait, say that again. I said if we have a if you have another kid in nine months from uh, the bowl game, uh, then we'll know we won the game. So, bowl baby, I'm gonna be quiet on that one. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. So anyway, we got We got to we got to engage that Dallas base, that Shreveport base. It's an opportunity to make new fans. Uh, re-energize like sleeper cell fans you know they've been kind of in the bunker for all these years it's time to get them back get them back involved what have we said about athletics and and or collegiate athletics it's your number one marketing tool for your university as a whole unless you're an ivy league school you have a bowl game in shreveport it's sort of its own hub city between texarkana you're on i-20 i-49 you've got dallas to the west this is an opportunity to promote our brand up in north louisiana um Shreveport's an untapped market. In spite of the school in Ruston claiming that that's their city, it's still an untapped market where I think we have a lot of potential, not just for fans, but maybe for future students. They do have a bunch of high schools up there. So golden opportunity to promote some fan, to promote the school, get some new fans, and maybe get some new students uh, from this bowl game. Look, and what I love, what I think about the bowl, look, New Orleans has been great. New Orleans is going to be great again for us. But I, I feel like for our fan base, if we were going to New Orleans again, it kind of gets stale when you do it over and over and over and over and you know the experience and you know, and you kind of saw that with our attendance dropping every year. I think us being able to go to a different bowl that is within driving distance and, and especially in the same state, I mean, that was exciting to me and I get it. It's not the Independence Bowl back when it was two top 25 teams or you've got these, you know, big name teams playing each other. I get that, but it still has the prestige of being the 11th oldest bowl game in the country. Like you said, Josh, Well, well I don't want to hear that. I, I don't want to hear people say that because we won five straight New Orleans bowls and everybody said, well, we're, we're, we're tired of the New Orleans bowl. Let's do something else. Dude, last year, the number 12 team in the country played in this bowl. Yeah. It's the Independence Bowl. It's one of the top payouts. We already talked about it. It's one of the best goodie bags that you can get. The players are going to be treated like kings. I mean, this is a good bowl for where we, especially for where we're at. And it's one of the best opponents we've had since probably San Diego State in a bowl game. Look, Georgia, Texas A&M, Alabama, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, BYU, the school to the east, Oklahoma State, they've all played in this bowl, okay? We get to share an experience with those teams that I just mentioned. They, I, and, and on top of that, we've never played in this bowl. It's something different. It's something new. It adds to our resume of, of bowl experiences. Point, now Gary. we can add the Independence Bowl to our bowl history, uh, to a bowl we've never played in before. I'm all about diversifying bowl history because when you go recruit players and you go try to get kids to come play for you, you don't have to tell them, you know, because remember the inside joke from the fans of the school of the East. Oh, you're playing for another New Orleans Bowl. Well, not anymore. Not anymore. We're playing in the Independence Bowl. Got to play in Mobile a few years ago. Got to play in Dallas a few years ago. You, you, when, you, when you start to spread the brand uh, to different bowls, it adds a little bit of diversity, and it adds a little bit of interest to possible recruits one day. And we're playing in the bowl. You can't make fun of us now because we're playing in a bowl game you played in not yeah. that long ago. Yeah, exactly. but 
Yeah, and they forget about that, don't they? They and forget about that. Up, how- they're going to end up playing in the GoDaddy.com Bowl, so I really don't – I got nothing for that. 1995, and, uh, you know, they were all excited to go play in the bowl. You know? 97, and, they played Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah, and and they played Michigan State in 95. Guess who the coach from Michigan State was at the time? Oh, Nikki Sade. That's right. I don't want to hear it. I don't either. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm laughing at everything James is typing that we can't put up on the screen, so <laughs> it's very funny. Good job, James. Thank you. Uh, Kyle, the, the tickets are 54 bucks. 54 bucks. Uh, but you got the free fan uh, the, the free fan fest. You got I think the, the hotels are pretty reasonable, 130 a night, something like that. Yeah, and for, they, they for got a lot of options accommodations. too. They got a yeah. lot of options too. It's drivable. You know what I mean? It's not a, a, whole, a whole weekend trip. You can literally, honestly, you don't even have to get a hotel room. If you really want to go to the game, go up there, turn around, come back. Easy drive. Easy, Easy three-hour drive. No traffic, nobody on the road. Easy. I'll tell you what. Come to the game. I will uh, I will hook you up with a, a couple of uh, tickets to uh, an exclusive tailgate. Uh, thanks to Mr. Nick Domain, Mr. Mr. Uh, accommodation, premium accommodations. Okay, we gotta, we're going to change your, your bottom line. I'm just going to say premium accommodations. I'm surrounded by important people I've discovered tonight. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like it is what it is. <laughs> uh, so Joe said that the horseshoe is eight, $80, $80 a night. Now, like I kind of have a rule about there's like a line of demarcation at a hundred bucks. hundred bucks is probably as low as I'm going to go. Cause you're going from Roach motel to like, like a Homewood suite. It's like 110 bucks. But it's the horseshoe. It's a, it's a hotel casino. It's I don't think it's going to be like some, you know, it's flea bag. Gonna, hold on a second, though. Lice just on the bed. A, just because it's in a casino doesn't mean anything. It's going to smell like cigarettes and ass. Just ask for non-smoking. If you can handle that, if you can handle that, and you're going to have dirty linens, you know how it goes. Nah, I mean, man. Come on, we've seen it a couple of times. Ask for non-smoking, dude. You'll be fine. There is no such yeah, thing as okay, non-smoking Jerry. these days, Jerry. It's 2022. Yeah. They do whatever they want, these kids. Uh, well, that's why they have maids, just saying. They do a good job cleaning up the rooms. At yeah, least my experience, maids? they do. Are they called maids? Oh, they're called housekeepers. 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 I'm sorry. Yeah, Can you say housekeeping at this point? <laughs> oh. He's expecting like Alice from the Brady Bunch to show up and clean his room. Oh, God. <clears throat> okay. Honest question. Be honest. Are you excited to go to the Independence Bowl? Like, we're not selling the game. We've already done that for an hour. Are you excited to go to Shreveport and go to the Independence Bowl? Jerry? Honestly, I'm very first. yeah. I'm very excited to go to the Independence Bowl. One because I'm happy we're in a bowl after the roller coaster ride we've been through this year. And number two, you're again you're playing in a bowl that you've never played in before, and you're playing a team that's going to the Big Twelve next year, a team that has some history to it. I think what's ironic about this bowl game to me is number one, you're playing in the bowl that's given you the highest payout since we've been going back to bowls since 2011, I believe, and then you're playing an opponent to me. That's probably the most well-known opponent out of all the opponents we've played since we've gone back in 2011. Um, don't get me wrong. East Carolina is a well-known team. San Diego State's a well-known team. We played Tulane and blah, blah, blah. But Houston, they're going to the Big 12 next year. They were actually a preseason uh, American, uh, American Athletic Conference favorite. And they had kind of an up-and-down year like we did, so they're going to Shreveport just like we are. I love it. I think I think it's a fantastic opportunity for us. Um, I think it's great to be able to have our, let our players have this experience as well as Coach Dez and his coaching staff. You know, going through year one of of of, of their tenure here. 
I'm excited about it. I think it's a great opportunity for for us to really show up and show out. And also, you win this game against Houston, who's, again, a future Big 12 opponent, and you solidify a winning season. So I'm very excited about it. I think the Independence Bowl was a great choice for us. Um, And again, it's something different. And, you know, once again, highest bowl payout, a different bowl against a well-known, a well-known opponent and a future power five conference school. So I, I don't know how you could have gotten much better than that. Is Even with the highest? season we've had, it's the highest bowl payout I'll, for us, for our experience, I believe oh, yeah, it yeah. is. In yeah, the I, country, I don't, it's it's yeah. up there. It's up there. I don't think we've ever played in a bowl that has that high of a bowl payout. I think the most we've ever gotten is 1.3. Well, this is, yeah, this is more Double. than that. So yeah. Yeah, no, I'm I'm super excited. I mean, you think about looking at Houston. Houston's where we want to be. We want to be moving to the Big Twelve. We want to have, you know, the the success that they're having on on the the court and in baseball and in football and, and so I mean they're they're where we want to be. In fact, if you think about it, we we go over to their baseball program on a regular basis and beat them in their own regional. So and outnumber and, and, out, and, out and outnumber them. Them, right? outnumber. <laughs> so so we look at at them, you know, maybe not having quite as much success as we do in some of the sports outside of basketball because they're obviously really good there. And we see them going to the Big Twelve, and and we just to me it's like it's something we should be doing. It's something we can do. So that's exciting to me is that we're playing a peer that we are really on the same level uh, for 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 most of of the for most of the sports and most of the, the success that they've had. Um, but like you said, Jerry, it's, it's different. It's something new and it feels like they want us there, you know, not to say that the new Orleans bowl didn't want us there and they didn't support us. But when we went to the cure bowl, nobody over there cared who we were. You know, when we went to other bowl games, no one locally really knew who we were or cared, but we're going to an, probably one of the, what two or three bowls that we can go to where we show up and we have we have fans automatically homegrown in the stadium that are going to pull for us so to me the local support the excitement the it seems like there's a little bit of buzz going around of us going there locally in Shreveport that's exciting to me too to feel wanted and to feel like they want you there um and again it's the independence bowl it's on ESPN people will tune in because of of Uh, He alluded to it because Houston's playing in it. We've built our brand, but again, it's the independence bowl. And when they see independence bowl on their, their guide, they're going to automatically click and watch. So um, to me, that's exciting. I'm, I'm thrilled to be going. I'm excited for everything you guys said. I'm excited because it's new. I'm excited because of the payout. I'm excited because we're in a bowl game where there was a lot of downs in this season. And like I said, in the last episode, six and six is not created equally. From the bustle era. This is different. So, for many oh, reasons. By the way, I forgot to say also, because Louisiana Tech could be sitting at home watching us play in their backyard. How can so you I not be excited about, about that? They have become so irrelevant to me, I didn't even think about throwing shade over to Rustin. I just, maybe we should we should do what HUD did and invite their players to come watch us. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, they can't beat how, us this time. Yeah, so. I was going to say, you saw how well that worked out for us last time, so maybe we want to just kind of pull back. From but, but isn't, I like again, to be a repeat offender on that kind of stuff. Is, I, can't, I can't help but reemphasize how ironic it is that with the year we've had, you know, we've had our struggles, and yet we're probably going to the best bowl on our resume that we've been to ever, I think, as far as 
like quality of bowl, the payout, the team we face. It's amazing because what it tells me is in this day and age, they really don't have outside of the bowl tie-ins like we talked about with Eric. It's almost to the point where this college football playoff is emphasized so much that you're starting to see teams that I'm not going to say aren't worthy of, of bigger bowls, but you're starting to see teams with like seven and five records go to these prestigious bowls. And it, it makes it makes me wonder um, in the future, maybe it's not about just the conference tie-in as much as it is these bowls do need to make money. That's why attendance, I think, is important. I think that's why the Independence Bowl wanted us because they know we'll bring people. These bowls need to make money too. And, and if you're going to have these prestigious bowls where teams have to travel to Hawaii or fly across the country, but yet only have three thousand people there, I don't know if the bowl, I don't know if some of these bowls can survive doing that. And I've noticed they've started to change and shift bowl tie-ins based on geography. And I think this is a prime example. No, oh, this is this is a fantastic. Geographically, this is fantastic for us. It's about as good as it gets, uh, not, without being in New Orleans, honestly. And and with all the tertiary benefits, it's it's outstanding. I'll give you a couple of things to think about. Next week, we're gonna dig deep into Houston and the game. Uh, but this, I want to leave you with this before we argue about Po' Boys for the last segment. Uh, Dana Holgerson teams are two and seven against the spread, and three and six straight up in bowl games. At least 14 points in four of their last five bowl games. That is damning. I mean, that that that's that's a receipt. The five bowl games in which Holgerson's team was favored resulted in three losses, two by double digits, and wins by one uh, and wins by one and four points. In other words, he's not a very good front runner. I know it's Clayton Tune. I know it's Tony Dell. I know they've got some guys on the defensive line. I, I got it. Dana Holgerson is not a big game coach. Never has been. Now, I don't want to give any bulletin board material, so I'll be quiet with that. But that's just a little tease for next week because next week he's going to be fun. We're going to talk about the game. There was a little discussion that popped up on the board today that I really wanted to get into because I'm sick and tired of this lie that's been perpetrated on the American public. I'm sick of it. And I'm finally ready to say something about it. Daryl's Pole Boys is overrated. How many of you lie and say it's good? At least five, probably ten places in a two-mile radius of me right now that crushes that product. And then I'll give you the floor to Jerry. And Jerry's going to talk about New Orleans. But, I mean, he's not wrong. But I'm talking about Lafayette, Jerry. I'm talking about Lafayette. Daryl sucks. It's stale bread, drowned in shitty gravy, and slapped on old, you know, roast beef that really looks gross, honestly. If you, if you're being honest with each other, if you could see it through the gravy. Anyway, Daryl's is overrated. There, I said it. I, I like their sandwich, but I don't really consider it a po- like. You have to go in with the mindset that okay, this is not really a quote unquote po' boy. It's just a sandwich. It's like when I go. Okay, I'll give you a prime example. Prime example. When I go to Destin, Florida, there's a restaurant in town that I love to eat well, at. Well, it's a- before you go any further. Let me say this: well, is a po' boy a sandwich? But it's a po' boy sandwich. In a certain way, in a certain way, you have to make it a certain way for it to really be a po' boy. Yes, it's a sandwich, but I mean, I can make a hoagie bread and, you know, corned beef and call it a po' boy. I mean, in that regard. But like, okay, I'll give you an example. When we go to Destin, Florida, there's a local seafood restaurant at the Destin Harbor that is delicious. It's a local place that's been around for a long time. I try to make the effort. Harbor Docks. Harbor Docks? Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. 
love Harbor Docks. Okay. They got fresh fish. They got great food. They have a. The grouper po' boy at, at, uh, at Dewey's is the best po' boy in Destin. I'm just saying. Okay. So at Harbor Docks, they have an appetizer that is considered seafood gumbo. But when I get the, when I get the seafood gumbo, it's not necessarily gumbo. But it's still delicious. I call it seafood soup. That's what I call it. Okay. I don't consider it gumbo, but that's what they call it. But it's still delicious. That's what I compare to Daryl's. It's not necessarily a pole boy, but it's like, even though they call it that, but it's good. It's still, I can eat it. It's still edible. I still enjoy it. You know, as far as the titles, I don't really mix the titles with the, with, with, with the quality of the food, as long as the food is good. If that makes any sense. Like I'll still eat it. I have no idea what the hell you just said. So I'm just going to say <laughs> Chris's special is better than Daryl's. I will agree with you, James. And uh, I'm, I'm, are we not talking about shrimp? I mean, old time. Come on. Well, so the thing was, is I, I said on the board, I can name 10 places right now off the top of my head. That's better than Daryl's. Yeah. Realize we were talking about just the special. I'm not talking about just the special. I'm talking about in general. And I, I still BB's barbecue next the, down the street from where I live in Houston. That's better. better. Than yeah, I agree with you. And I, so as far as specials go, yeah, maybe there's not 10 better. But as far as po' boy goes, if you if you go to Daryl's and say, give me the best po' boy that you serve. OK, and then I go to Pops and I say, give me the best po' boy that you serve. There's not there's not five po' boys on Pops menu. That's not be, that is not better than Daryl's special. I'm sorry. It's just not true. I don't know where this, you know, the whole thing is about the, uh, the word of mouth, you know, the legend, the legend of Daryl's grows. I've, I've, but, tell, I've, I've had it wait, five or like six Charles. times. It's, it's not good. It's, wait, it's like, again, Charles. you're going in with the mindset that you're picturing this like pole boy, pole boy. It's like, if you go in without thinking like that and just eat it without realizing this is a pole, boy, it's still good. Like it's, a, food, it's still good. I'm going to explain this to you in the, in the simplest terms ever. I'm going to give you an example of why Daryl's is so hyped up in Lake Charles. Do you remember blue dog cafe? I love blue dog cafe. Yeah. Blue dog cafe was one of my the favorite first places. owner. Yes. First owner. Right. We're talking about first owner blue dog cafe. They opened one in Lake Charles. Okay. It shut down in like three months. Ah, it wasn't good. No good. Terrible. Do you know what those people were saying on the Facebook page at the same time they're saying that Blue Dog was terrible and they're glad they shut down? Man, I, I hope we get another O'Charlie's in Lake Charles. Now, that's some good food. So you have people who are Case excited closed. about O'Charlie's opening in Lake Charles giving you advice on what's the best po' boy? Come on, bro. Hard stop. Like, full stop. I, I'm not listening you, to what no, somebody in Lake Charles is trying to gauge food, especially Cajun food. See, this is where you went wrong, Nick. You should have started this entire topic by saying what you just said. <laughs> See, now exactly. it makes now it makes sense. All this going it. around in circles, and you bring that up, it's like, well, dude, that that was the that, that that's the basis of, of Jerry, all of this. Jerry had a great example. He said that uh, you know, roundabout way, he said that Daryl's is so to to pole boys. Daryl's is what meshes is to king cakes, kind of like we talked yes. about earlier. Yes, and I thought it was yes. a great parallel yes. because people think that the king cake is a large donut with icing on oh, top. It's a donut. When in reality it isn't. Yeah, it's a donut. It's a donut in meshes. At Rendazzo's it's a king cake. It's At a king Keller's cake. it's a king cake. At all these other places. So yeah, yeah, that's uh I never did and you know for a long time you're like, yeah, I guess Daryl's is good. So you go along with the lie. You go along with the lie. 
You don't want to stick out. I still think you, the sandwich is good, though. I call it a sandwich. It's like a you also cake. like seafood soup, whatever you call it. <laughs> okay. But it's still so, good. Yeah, it's I bet you're excited good. for chilies too. Opening but in Lafayette. No, but it's still good. It doesn't mean like just because they call it something. As long as the food is still edible and good. Look, the meshes, the meshes, steroided donut that they call a king cake. I'm still going to eat it. It doesn't. But I'm not going to call it a king cake. I'm not going to say it's the best king cake. Doesn't mean it's not edible. I have right? standards, I mean, Jerry, and you should too. You came from New Orleans. You know what food tastes like. Come on, but it's but still good. I mean, it's still edible. I mean, can we go back to the the king cake thing? Because I gotta tell you, and I know you're you're gonna probably yell and scream at me because you're telling me that's not a king cake. But Rouse's, if you call them and ask them to make a specialty king cake for you, they will do a cookies and cream king cake that will absolutely blow your mind. I'm no, telling you. I got you. one for I will you. say this about Rouse's. I got one for you. I've never had a king cake from there, but their bakery, as far as grocery store bakery, is the best. Nine I mean, bucks. it's not H-E-B, but it's nope. pretty good. Well, the I got one H-E-B. for you, Nick, from Rouse's. Publish an H-E-B or the goat. No, goat. wait. The Chantilly king cake. Try it. It's solid. Really, really yeah, good. Kayla got me a dick. That makes sense from the thing. guy who likes the seafood soup. <laughs> you know what? You One know, day you know, we're going to go to Destin. We're we're I'm going to make you try it. He had the nerve to tell us that we don't know food because we uh, <laughs> our BMI was too low or something. Like that. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Look, look, look. One of these days we're going to be in Destin and, and, and you're going to try that. You're going to try that gumbo slash seafood soup. And you're going to say, this is good, Jerry. This is actually pretty good. And I'm going to be like, told you so. I don't call it gumbo. I call it seafood soup because it's not gumbo. It doesn't mean it's not good, though. It doesn't mean it's not good. James is just cutting up tonight. Hubix pies, yes. I mean, I mean, who's not going to like a Hubix? I mean, oh, you can't go wrong with Hubix. I had yeah. one last week. I had I'm, one last week in New Orleans. Yeah, change the subject guy. and share something with y'all. Yeah, for sure. Especially it's been on it's my good. mind for years, and I think I should make it a thing. Okay. My brother's coach, Doe. Right? They, everybody calls him Doe. And I told you all this story before, but I'll share it with the rest of the, the listeners. Brothers Coach Doe. Baseball family, right? What What's, you know, baseball is known for hot dogs, beer, and peanuts. So, I love Mr. Vic, rest in peace, but I think it's time for a new brand to take over the baseball world. And um, my idea is to, to use our name Doe and call them Doe's Nuts. And you could have those hot nuts, those spicy nuts, those salty nuts. I think we look, I think we would make a killing just off of the branding. Think of your grandma going up and saying, yeah, what's him with those nuts? I mean, that would be funny. I think the branding, the marketing, the commercials. Amazing. Think of him as a sponsor. I need somebody to back me up. Thank you. Listen, I, I love it. I'm in right now. I'm already thinking of a logo. I just need to learn how to roast nuts and and (laughs) we can go from there. (laughs) What's going to be your logo? One. Like a pair of <laughs> testicles that look like a peanut? I didn't think that far ahead, man. I mean, what, you got to have a good logo. <laughs> we get Kyle to, or Kyle or uh, James to do the uh, the tagline. Oh, I'll probably send it right now. <laughs> Poo Poo would be he would be the the main character in that commercial. Hey, I tried those nuts. <laughs> Jerry, I I feel like you're you still have something else weird. I mean, you. You go to Pete's and you order a shake. So what else weird do you eat <laughs> that we don't know about besides your seafood soup? <laughs> Y'all have been hating on my milkshakes, man. I don't know why that offends me so much. 
You weren't sitting there. I was like, what? I felt like I was taking my son out for for like a late lunch, <laughs> drinking my beer. He's drinking his vanilla shake. And then she asked him if he wanted a cherry on top. And he looked at he looked at her like she was nuts. Like, of course I want a cherry on top. I want my cherry. He throwing right on my cherry on top. Some kind of I like communist. cherries, Of course man. I want a cherry on top of my vanilla hey, I, shake. Look, man, I still I still drink cherry Coke. I got no shame in that. Uh, I, was, I swear to God. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was about to say that. I yeah. swear I was about to say you probably ordered cherry Cokes, too. No, no, I don't. I, I make my own. I make All my right, own. All right, steal okay. my I make my own. That's sure. worse. That's worse. <laughs> he makes his own. No, I get the one in the can. It's the Coke. It's the Coke cherry Coke, man. Jesus. Y'all, y'all kill. Hey, y'all, y'all just, dude, I got a, I got a wide variety of, uh, of cuisine, man. Y'all you just are the me. oldest young guy I know. <laughs> It's all right, Jerry. It's all right, man. You can no, actually the fan base, which is hilarious. Actually, so so as y'all know, <laughs> as y'all can see, I'm I have some <laughs> I have some Asian blood in me. I tell you, man, there's nothing better. And 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 Nick, you you you're lucky because you get to experience this. I don't know if you ever go, but uh, one thing I've always like kind of been critical about is I wish there was an authentic good Chinese restaurant in Lafayette. Man, we don't have that in Houston. There's a ton of them, and. uh that's kind of one thing I wish we did have here was some good authentic Chinese. You know, you walk in, it looks like a ball. It's like a big ballroom and you get some of that dim sum, like a Chinese brunch. And uh, that that's what I miss. And they got some in Houston, though. Pretty yeah, solid Chinatown, stuff. which have, it's like towards yeah. Sugarland, which is good authentic really, stuff, really man. Good, yeah. and, good authentic and a very, stuff. very big Indian presence in Houston, too, man. I've And I'm not a big Indian fan, but that little shawls that you you dip your stuff in and you. Oh. Yeah. And that's so good. Curry, I think it's called. Yeah. I called it Stephen Curry one time. Oh, <laughs> Stephen Curry. Curry. Sorry. <laughs> Just a dumb American. Sorry. Okay. So can so I get Jerry, something off? Before we, before we move on, I, I know you have a hot take. Uh, Just give me one second. Man, go ahead. At, at risk of making a horrible mistake, what is the best, closest thing to authentic Chinese food that we have in, in Lafayette? Uh, noodle House. Noodle House behind Baskin Robbins on Johnson Street. Yeah, Noodle House. In my opinion, I think it's Noodle House. All right, we'll have to check. Did Before they you- used to have Golden um, Golden China? Wasn't that 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 was might have been before I, I moved here? Because I don't remember. Okay. Um, let me let me say something real quick, everybody. I just put all the links to everything we just discussed. I titled them, so they're all in the chat. If you need to buy something, you need to buy parking tickets. You need to get on the bus. You need to get a student ticket. You need to go to the luncheon on Thursday. You need to go to the Fan Fest on Thursday, the alumni party on Thursday. Everything is there. So uh, if you can't click them, if they're not clickable, just copy and paste them into your browser. It'll take you right where you need to go. Jerry, take get it off your chest, dog. Yeah, so I just have one little rant to make. And and look, congratulations to the basketball team. 10-1, and one, great win in Lake Charles. But can we get can, can we get one thing straight here? I saw it on the Twitter last night, on the men's basketball Twitter. This isn't 1975. Can we stop calling Magnese State a, a rival, please? Almost said Can we stop that calling them a sick. rivalry? A ri- we're not a rivalry with the Southland School, okay? We're past that. We're 40 or 50 years past that. Maybe if you went to school in 1965, yes. If you want to consider them a rival, great. But 60 years later, no, they're not a rivalry. Can we stop calling Magnese a rival? The place with the good French fries and the golden arches. What is that called? Wait, say that again? The restaurant with the golden arches and the fast food and the Happy Meals. What is oh, that called? Yeah, McDonald's. McDonald's. What about it? M- McDonald's. And you call it Mac Why are you calling it McDonald's but Mac 
I don't know. That's the, a pet peeve for mine. Why do people call it Mac That's Neese? what the blue hairs call it. I know. They call it I know. I don't get it. Why is it called Mac Neese? That bothered me. I, I don't know. Sorry. That always bothered me. McNeese? Mac Neese? Mac Neese? The Mac Neese. Mac Neese sounds more... It, it sounds sound like you're more. making fun of them more. Right? Well, all I know is McNeese, 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 McNeese is not a rival. Can we stop <laughs> calling them a rival? I, I'm, I'm like, I thought we were past that. That'd be us like in baseball calling Lamar a rival. Like, they're yeah. just not. They might have been but Nick, in the in, 60s. In, in 1957, we had a really good series with them one time. They're a rival, for sure. There was a fight and everything. We used to play Northwestern State in football every year. Are they considered a rival to us now? Like, who... Why, why are we still doing that? I'm sorry. Like, hey, do we I'm play? Not do we play Northwestern this year in basketball? No, we play them in football coming up. Though Dang. I'm not sure because they are good. I, I just like, and again, I'm not taking away. Look, the basketball team won. You know, everybody's happy. Please don't call Magnus a rival. Come on, come on. No They're not a rival. The peanut gallery. They're not a rival. You would. I feel like you and O would have been more of a rival because they were a conference mate. Not that now, long ago. So and right, I'll even I would say, say I'll even say that like uh Tim Floyd and all that stuff, like that was yeah. even that was even more recent than anything McNeese ever put together. So yes. UNO, that's I don't I don't it's not a rivalry to me. But I'm 37. I'm not 87. So see I grew it's up a little bit I, different. I grew up in New Orleans whenever UNO was good. And I remember when UL would come to the Lakefront Arena and they would have six, seven thousand people there. So I can I can respect that. Because there's more recent history to it, I can even say that Louisiana Tech would be a rival. Because at least Louisiana Tech, go, you know, they they you know they haven't been to dance since nineteen the nineteen eighties, but they've still gone to the NIT recently. They've had success recently. They've beaten us a few times, even though we've beaten them more, which is great. But like, I consider that more of a rivalry than McNeese. Like what? Like if we want to grow as a brand in a university. Like we gotta stop considering them. Or we got we gotta quit catering as if this is still 1975. But no, the reason why it's absurd is because nobody thinks that they're a rival. That's why it's absurd. Look, I understand that they're struggling to promote games. I get it. There are many reasons for that, but you can't make a graphic for McNeese. I'm sorry, man. You know, I almost said his name, but somebody sent me a, a text message that said, "If you don't value yourself." How do you expect other people to value you? I, I, our value is far above McNeese. It's no shot at McNeese. We just have more resources. We have a better gym. We have better players. We play in a better league. Look, on I'm and just on saying, and on and on and on. If we are insistent that ULM is not a rivalry and they're in our conference and we play them 15 times a year in five different sports, McNeese ain't a rivalry. Sorry. Right. Because you expect right. to beat them. Like we're right. a rivalry is like you're equal partners and and in, no you expect to beat McNeese every year, yeah. So, at least you should, right, Jerry? Or at least you should. That should be expected. I mean, in any sport we play them in, that should be the ex expectation. I mean, sometimes they may get the best of us in in a diamond sport because they play us so many times, once every ten ma matchups. But I, <sighs> I'm nah, just glad man. I didn't have to say it. Thanks, Jerry, for stepping up. No, no, I, no, I'm not. No, I'm not holding my tongue on that one. That that that. I'm sorry. Like, I'll just say that bothered you way more than it bothered me. <laughs> no, I no. like to send stuff to get him fired up and see how you want to keep. You, you know keep, he, He's oh, he's so hey, good at basketball. You want to keep moving up as a brand. You want to keep getting your brand. You want to get that Louisiana name across your chest to be more well respected across the country and more recognized across the country. You don't. You don't. 
put your 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 rivalry with McNeese. You just don't do it. Sorry. Tell him, Jerry. That's right. I said it. Get him. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, that felt better. That I feel good. Or I felt good. I feel better now. Thank you guys. Jerry's gonna sleep like a baby now. I'll, I'll, I'll bring you some warm milk, a nighty, and a Daryl's po' boy, and you'll be good to go. <laughs> and some sea. I'll get some seafood soup for you too. A little seafood soup to put me to sleep. And a message, message king cake at the end of it. All right, boys, it was fun. Ladies and germs, if you like what we do, please hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, share it, tell your auntie, your uncle, grandma and grandpa, parent, godfather, godmother, anybody who might be interested in the Raging Cajuns. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to Eric Evenson for spending some time with us and educating us about the bowl game. We will be back next week to dig into the Houston Cougars, talk about the rosters, and uh, have our last preview of the 2022 football season. Everybody have a good night.